Welcome to episode 92 of Inside Job with V and Pam. This week, we are talking about what happens after the hoopla of December 25th, including a practice we both enjoy, discovering our word of the year. This can be done at any time, and as we wrap up the calendar year, it feels especially exciting. You could say it's a last gift of the season. Pam and V share our past experiences with this practice and some of the ways that it differs from other markers like resolutions or intentions. This is part one. We'll follow up next week with more of the actual process. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we have found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. Hey there, this is Virginia. Before we head to today's episode, I'd like to tell you about a couple of offerings from Vila Bassi Transformational Coaching. The first is a free oracle card reading. This is a brief introduction into the ways that oracle cards can bring you clarity and help you remember what's most important to you so that you can find your next right action along your life journey. The second is a mini coaching session. If you're curious about coaching or cards, or just have a couple of questions before you dive in deeper, you can find the links to both of these in the show notes, and I look forward to meeting you for a card reading or a quick chat. Hi, Pam. Hi, Virginia. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah. Oh, it's really great to see you. We've been talking about, we've been asking a little bit of a different first question the last couple of weeks, so I would like to continue that if you don't mind. Good. What brought you joy this week? So part of my work is supporting people as they begin um, a new transition in their life, a new kind of career path, a new um, a new a new place of of understanding and learning. And uh, I love meeting people at that place. That is, that is one of my greatest joys um, in my self-love work. I really love to have some of the first conversations that people have outside themselves about self-love. So there's this spot for me where people are in that new beginning part that um, 
that is just delightful. And so I had two opportunities this week to meet with folks that were in that space. And there is this beautiful energy in that that is a gift to me in the reminder of, it brings up all of the memories of my first time going into this area of wellness and, and coaching and um, teaching and workshops and all of that stuff. But it started with, I think I want to learn more about this. I think I want to, I think I want to do this thing. <laughs> and so, um, so I had two opportunities to meet with people that are just beginning. And um, I got to be reminded of um, where I started and where I am, but also that we, I will continue to have those new beginning moments and, um, and, and, and that I can trust where I'm at and what brought me there. So it was just, it's just been kind of a filling week in that way. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you, what brought you joy this week? Two things brought me joy this week. One was getting compassionate, positive, supporting messages from a few different people in different circles of my life that were all around the same topic and all came in at a time when I really needed them. And knowing that, knowing that people hear me and hear who I am and who I want to be and see me that way uh, was really cause for gratitude and moments of joy. And the other thing is this, and you can't see this if you're listening, but um, I'll describe it. I received in a package, as part of the package, these little wee acorn cap beeswax candles. (laughs) So the acorn cap, for those of you who don't know what an acorn is, if you don't, it looks like a little brown beret, but like a beret that would fit your thumb. And if you tip that upside down, there is a little hat of hardened beeswax in it with a wick standing up. And I can float this in a glass of water when I am consciously having a ritual of intention or when I am meditating as a focus point and they burn for about 15 minutes and I am absolutely entranced with this. It's so delightful. Oh my gracious. Wow. Wow. Just yeah. So that brings me joy that someone thought of that. Exactly. Exactly. And then included them as part of this entire package that I asked to be part of. Yes. Oh my gosh. People are amazing. Making space for joy and cultivating joy and then um, relishing joy. Yeah. Uh, Savoring it. it. Savoring it is really added to my holiday season and to um, just everyday life. So Mm -hmm. that we, I'm so glad that we just spontaneously thought of that and decided to do it. Yes. I think that's a beautiful addition. Yeah. It was great to talk about joy the last few weeks. So, yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's been a joy in itself. (laughs) So we're getting toward the end of the year. And I know that a lot of people are focused on the upcoming holiday on December 25th. I want to ask you about what happens for you past that specific date, past the celebration of Christmas Day. How do you wrap up the year and kind of set yourself up for further growth, further expansion, further evolution in the in the coming year? Are there any rituals or things that you do? Yes. And and I never thought of it exactly that way. It sort of feels like more of those things are actually the way to describe it, but it also has been kind of like turning a page. And um it's very internal, although there's, you know, there are some external things I do, but I think it's about closing the closing this this chapter and looking forward. Um, so there's definitely some assessment that I do, um, and then there's some kind of calling in and looking forward that I do. Um, <clears throat> so. One of the things that I do, and we've talked about this before, but it's always new and it's something that has never gone away for me once I started it, is um, is having a word of the year. And um, we're going to talk more about the process of it, um, I think, next time. But what it has allowed me to do is to, rather than seek uh kind of, or create like an intention for the year. For me, it really is about listening, being quiet and hearing what is very deeply calling to me and wanting to be added into my life. And so, and so this, this word of the year idea came to me, uh, I heard about it in 2009. So it has been like going to be 14 years um, that I have never missed a year. Um, so I want to share about how this year has been with the word that I, that came to me uh, late last year. And that is the word release. Uh. And here's the thing. I, you know, I never know what the word's going to be. Uh, I have, I have tried to be the manager of the word. <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, look at like lists and, and sometimes I do look at lists for inspiration, but at this point, I don't, I rarely, rarely need to. Um, Sometimes I just throughout the year, look at words that maybe I need for that specific occasion or I, or I want for a time that I'm going through. Um, But in this exercise, in this sort of calling in, um, the word always is, is already within me. And so I literally had no idea what this would mean for me. And it felt, it felt very mysterious. And oftentimes the words of the past, I've had so many different words. I never kept a, a list, but I know, I know some of them. I know that my very first word was health. Mm. 
that was the that was the word that was the most calling to me at the time. I've had the word action, I've had the word courage, um, I've had the word structure. Uh, I, I've just had lots of different words, and and generally, there's like a oh that's it. I know I know I know why. Mm-hmm. With this word release, it felt even more sort of mysterious at first, but I trusted it, and it also. I also have that like inner belly feeling. Oh, 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 that's it. Always feels big, and this felt big, and but but I didn't have knowing about it. I didn't really know, and so. Uh, but I but I knew it was the word. I knew it was the word, and so um, it this is something that really helps me to focus on what's most important and what, what is coming for me and, and even how, how I can partner with the word. So um, this was a year of a lot of releasing, like so much that I, I'm still feeling it. And one of the great things about this is that it doesn't actually end end. It just, it just kind of slows down and typically another word comes through. And by the way, it doesn't always happen at New Year's. So it, I have had times when, you know, middle of August, oh, I'm done with that for now. But it's it's also layered on all the other words that have been a part of this. So, but last year, toward the end of the year, the word release came up and it was about so many things, um, big picture, releasing my attachment to um, things that have always existed, like where my dad lived and where my stepdad lived. <laughs> um, right. So, like, I didn't think, even though they're older, I just sort of was naively in some ways and maybe head in the sand in other ways thinking, well, well, they'll... I'll always have their houses to go to. But of course, the other part of me knows at this point in their lives, every day is, you know, a bonus in some ways because they are late 80s and early and, and early 90s. Like, so that is that is uh beyond the the norm, <laughs> beyond the average. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so big picture physically. And I was a part of both of those processes of letting go. My dad started earlier that year, but I had not really dealt with the emotions of that being gone. It wasn't my childhood home, but it had been his home for 40 years. Um, but But I physically with him went through things and, and we released them. He released the bulk of them the task that he asked me to do was to go through more of the personal things like pictures and items that they had had that had been meaningful. And his wife has been gone for more than 10 years now uh, or about 10 years and things that maybe were associated with her. So what does he do with them now? You know, right. they had been just in a closet. Right. Um, she right. had gotten rid of stuff over the years, but these were the last things that had never been let go of. So 
there was a real catharsis in that for both of us. And I kind of stuffed those emotions down for a while, dealing with everything else that was going on in life. But as the, as the word release came to me, I realized, oh, <laughs> okay. that's, that's what this is for. Um, and then really unknowingly, but again, deep down, I knew it. I didn't want to face it. I knew there would be changes with my stepdad sooner than later. I, I, I thought at some point he would be dealing with a, a bit of it, but in reality, it was, I'm going to say 99% me. <laughs> he, he was not involved in any way. And there was a, there was a little bit of extra help on a couple of occasions from others, but uh, I went through all of his things and that included my mom's things. And my mom's been gone for coming up on 10 years. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was letting go of her again and letting go of him. And he is, they are both still with us. They have just moved to different places and they have way more support and way more right. care. And they're both thriving, like the best possible outcome, not just one of them, both of them are healthier than they were, more connected than they were, um, still aging, still, you know, getting more, uh, you know, uh, having life, you know, evolve, but they're more content and happy than I've ever seen them. And that is not something, you know, I think one of the things I released was the expectation of now's the hard part. And now it's going to be a lot of appointments and, but really to see them, I know, to see and hear them in, in, they are both. And I will say, especially my stepdad, because he's dealing with um, dementia, um, they are both way more in the present. (laughs) They are not thinking about the past. They are not dwelling on the past. And they are not planning for, you know, goals and accomplishments and steps they want to take. They are what's on the agenda for today. Right, right. <laughs> such a beautiful space to be in when I'm with them. Um, and so there's been this external releasing with them and then this internal releasing um, and also much deeper connection to both of them. Um, and I think another thing that's been happening for me is there's been a releasing of what was for me as well. And so Mm. I think I've dropped some things that have been, like I talked about with my stepmom, things that just never, never got dealt with. Right. (laughs) And um, those last things that you think you need to hold on to keep the memories alive. Right. I, you know, much of that for me has been internal, but being able to release a lot of that has been wonderful. And just like every time I do word of the year, it does not look the way I think it will look. And it is always, always, always more profound, more, um, more challenging in some ways, but there's also an effortless about it, which seems contradictory that 
I'm actually, I am not having to manage this. I am not having to try to affect the outcome. <laughs> like I used right. to so many decades of my life. I am, I am moving through it. And then on top of it, I think I'm, I'm also, I also very much throughout this last year, asked for more help and support along the way, because the emotional load was very great. The emotional load was uh, more than I had anticipated. And I don't think you could ever anticipate what that would look like. So um, there's this practical side of me that wants, you know, I like to plan, I like to know, but I think that I have released another big chunk of that as well. That's what really feels like it kind of has fallen away. And so this might sound, because I know it does to me as I'm sharing it, sort of mystical and magical. And there, I think there is some of that in there. But if I'm going to boil it down to one word, it would be trust. And it's just trusting that this is for me trusting that I don't need to know what it's going to look like and trusting that I have what I need to continue and take each next step. Um, trusting that people will be there for me when I ask and they have been um, and trusting my own intuition in all of it. Like you actually do know what you need and what's best. It's the acting on it and the, and the trusting of it. That is the part that I'm still practicing and always will be always, always will be, because I cannot put this in my hand. I cannot right. um, put it on the counter, right? <laughs> take a picture of it. Um, but I certainly have taken some beautiful, oh, beautiful, like heart snapshots that I can recall it at, at, at any moment. And so I, I'm almost at the end, I can feel it of this releasing. Um, and it really was very different. I, I thought early on in January of, of this year, oh, this is going to be about me finally cleaning out my whole house, my whole condo and getting uh -huh. crap in the closet. And I'm going to release a whole bunch of stuff. And I have done some of that, but literally uh, it was not about that at all. And so um, I don't know what this is making space for, but I can feel it. I can feel it coming on. I don't have a word for next year yet, but I have the inklings of a few areas of words um, that just feel like, oh, okay. So it's a, it's a wait and see. And it feels like this for me, almost like a little tap on the shoulder or ping in my heart. It just appears, it just sort of, I, it's just a knowing that it's this. And so that has been my experience this year with, with my word. And I'm curious if, if you want to share anything, or if you want to share a little bit about, you know, your word from last year. Um, I know I just shared a lot there, but um, thank you for giving the space and for holding the space. Oh, Pam, it was my honor to hear everything that you shared today. I, I was reminded of everything that has occurred in the past 12 months. And uh, whew, it's been a lot. This year has been a lot for a lot of us. Uh, you talked about that belly feeling. And for me, that is climbing the uh, 
starting hill on the roller coaster. Knowing, like understanding when I put my rear end in that seat and buckle the seatbelt, this is what I've signed up for. There's no surprise here. <laughs> it's not like somebody blindfolds me and then goes, surprise, guess what you're going to do? I know full well. Uh, but that anticipation of the lift hill is a little bit excitement and a little bit trepidation. And I get it. And that's usually some version of how I recognize my word as well. It's that that tingle or that spark. My word this year, <laughs> my word this year has been trust. And when we talked about this last year and trust landed for me, I was like, oh, similar to you. This is when I'm finally going to clear out all that stuff. For me, it was, this is when I'm going to finally reconnect with myself and I will not have to, I will not have to work so hard and I will not have to dig in so deep and I'll be able to give myself more grace and compassion. And uh, and all of those things were true. And also, I recognized probably about a third of the way into the year, so in the spring last year, that trust is part of honesty and honesty is part of vulnerability for me. When I can, when I can be, when I can feel comfortable, not comfortable, when I can feel into my vulnerability enough that I want to be honest and I feel the risk, but the benefit outweighs the risk, that's when I know there's trust. And this year invited me to get more honest with myself than I have been in a very, very long time. And nothing earth shattering happened. Like I didn't have this big revelation and flip my life upside down like a picnic table or light the dumpster on fire or any of those things. I trusted myself enough to allow more room for true feelings and true speaking and true perspectives with as much compassion and love as I had available to myself, to people that I know. And that it's kind of a feed forward loop because when I trust myself enough to be honest and vulnerable, and then I speak my truth, I am also trusting the other person to receive it. What they do with it is not up to me, but I am trusting, I'm trusting that I see them clearly enough, whether it's here or whether it's with a few dear friends I have, that I can share my honest truth even if it feels awkward, even if it feels uncomfortable. And I had more open conversations. I had more challenging conversations because I trusted myself to hold the container. Because I was honest and vulnerable with myself first, and I knew that I was trustworthy. Does that make sense? And I don't feel as though I'm done with trust just yet. And I also feel as though there are a couple of other aspects waiting in the wings. 
And I, because I have had trouble trusting in these last couple months of the year, it's almost as though I'm a little weary and I'm a little worn down and I am finding it a little more challenging to lean on that trust and trust it without feeling as though I'm going to have to catch myself or something's going to crack unexpectedly. Does that make sense? But it's not because the trust is faulty. It's that I'm, I've dropped my self-care. I've dropped my routines. I've dropped my, not my awareness, but I've dropped my own, tending my own energy. Does that make sense over the last couple months? And that's what's making me weary. It's not the trust issue. It's that I'm not stepping up for myself. And even recognizing that, I think, oh, I've been trusting myself to show up in other ways. And it's also time to add this back in. So over these next few weeks of holidays and solstice and into the darkest months, although solstice is the day that we start to tilt back toward the sun, so we're actually entering the darkest days now. I trust that what my body wants to do is rest and that that's what it that's what my body and my heart both need right now is just some rest. Not necessarily sleep, but just the slowing down and the hunkering and the coziness and just being more settled and not dormant, but just kind of biding my time and caring for myself. Trusting that that's what I need to do and then allowing it, I think that's, I know it's, I know that I'm projecting or I believe that I'm projecting, but it feels like allowing and I'm not going to say anymore. (laughs) It feels like there's an allowing piece that is waiting in the wings to step in. And that's the next level of trust for me. Interesting. That wasn't at all what I expected to come out. (laughs) I can't hear you. You There, now I can hear you. I'm sorry, honey. I have to say to you again. How about now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Thank you. Um, so you probably hear some background noise here, but I said, so I'm just trusting the system is not working. Um, <laughs> uh, I said, that's, what's great about these words, this, this tool, letting ourselves experience the fullness of it and all that is to be revealed. There's so much more that I never know is coming. And, um, I, I've had words for a year and a half, by the way, or, you know, almost two years and I've had words for seven months. So there's no, you know, it, that is part of the trust of this is, um, seeing what is true and, and then going with it. And, and I think it's all about trust. I've, I've had trust as my word as well. Um, but it, it's still, it's still part of now I sort of have, you know, I don't know, 14 words that are all surrounding me to, to support me and to help me. And, and they're kind of a guide in, 
oh, remember how important trust is for you. Remember how important release is for you. Remember yes. that kind of thing. Like you asked for this. <laughs> it's really that. Yes. Yes. That was one other thing I wanted to add. I know we're getting toward the end, but I just wanted to say when you mentioned you use a word of the year rather than an intention of the year. I feel like the word of the year, whatever it is for me, like my first one was worthy. And I think back to that and I think, oh yeah, that word is what informs all of the rest of it. It informs the intention. It informs the focus. It informs our conscious choices. It informs how we interact. It informs how we speak to ourselves, right? The word of the year is the underlying commonality of all of that. So I think it sets us up for intention. It sets us up for conscious choices. It sets us up for who we want to be in the world. And that's more about that next week. But I'm very excited to continue this conversation. Me too. Thank you, V. Thank you, as always. Thank you, Pam. This is always so delightful. See you next time. You sure will. Thank you so much for listening today. To share your comments, your questions, your ideas, and to reach Pam directly, please email coachpamdavis at gmail.com. If you'd like to find out more about Virginia's work, please visit her website, www.vlbassi.com. We look forward to joining you again next week. And remember, change is an inside job.